This podcast has explicitly adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, listeners. We hope you've been enjoying Kinky Queries. We really love making this podcast and would really love to hear from you. Whether it's giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sending us a question on Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. So if you're shy, we've got an anonymous form on our website. Just go to kinkyqueries.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage. Send us an ask about kink or queerness, or if you want to learn a little bit more about us. You can also just say hello. Uh, we're really friendly. We don't bite unless you want us to. We never reveal any names of question askers on the podcast without explicit consent. We've had Plenty of people be like, here's a pseudonym, or you can just refer to me as anonymous. Um, you get to have fun with it. Uh, yeah, well, we hope to hear from you soon. We really appreciate all of your listening. It's such an adventure to know that people actually listen to this podcast. Like, I see the numbers on our little, like, Spotify for Podcasters thing, and I'm like, I know logically that people listen to this podcast, but then, like, hearing you have experiences where people, like, talk to you about it is, it's like, wild. mind-blowing to me. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't fathom that. <laughs> yeah, no, like they exist. It's really interesting. I wasn't expecting it. Like I knew that like someone would listen to it just because like it's got a good name and I think we've got a good concept. I just wasn't expecting like people in my life. That's different, exactly. you know? I do I will say not to be like a masochist on main. My my absolute favorite is me being like, ah ha ha, no one in my life listens to this. And then like someone that I'm like kind of casually play partners with will be like, so this thing you said on the podcast, I'm like, oh, don't look at me. <laughs> it is delightfully humiliating. I'm a big fan. But that is not what we're talking about this episode. I'm so glad you found like the historical things that you found. But I just like, I wanted so badly to find a non-torture history, like a historical reference. And I couldn't. I mean. It's fine. I'm so sorry. That is what I found. I'm not saying that that is, like, a direct link to what wax play is. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, similar thing um, in its own way. Oh, yeah. Well, and also so much of things that are torture then become, you know, kinks. Like, flogging is a fantastic... Shibari is a fantastic example. Like, we have a lot of examples like that. I just... I'm like, it's gotta be somewhere. Like, candles are so old, but... Candles are so old, but I also have this entire section about, like, sensation play and how it's, like, different from chemical play, but also there's, like, cold and cryotherapy and temperature play similar to, like, sauna bathing and how, like, extra heat, extra cold sensation-wise, these are things that, like, people do on a regular basis. We're just eroticizing it and talking a little bit about it from, like, a health perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you found so many exciting, like, physiological sources. I'm really excited to talk about that. Can I pronounce all the words? I doubt it. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> well, this is Kinky Queries, a podcast where you send in questions, and we work out the kinks, or more often than not, work in the kinks. My name is James, my pronouns are he, him, and uh, since we're talking about temperature today, uh, it is currently 98 degrees where I am, and there is an excessive heat warning. Uh, so it's, uh, it's hot. Uh, fun fact that we'll talk about more in the podcast later. If you had a coconut wax candle, it would melt outside. Mm -hmm. That's how hot it is. Yep. That's how hot it is. Yep. 
my name's Iris. I use they, them pronouns. Um, it is 75 degrees in Pittsburgh right now, which is lovely. It's so nice. That it is lovely. so nice. But I can hear the cicadas out in the yard. So if that's coming on the <laughs> podcast, I apologize for our bugs. It's definitely not. But I will say that was one of the few luxuries about living in California is there's no cicadas. And I thought there were no mosquitoes. But since we've had torrential downpour and a for hurricane. like... Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're getting monsoons now, which is super duper fun. I I literally woke up the other day with a cluster of bites, like on kind of like the meat of my thigh, like where my thigh meets my ass, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my god, are the I've never had them like clustered like this before, and I'm like frantically googling the difference between mosquito bites and bed bed bug bites, and they're definitely mosquito bites, but yeah. I'm just like, bed bugs why are lines, yeah, which logically i knew that but the anxiety was like what is this um also speaking of heat um the hot spoon trick for mosquito bites totally works yes i was i've never used it before and it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm glad it works for you as well probably should have done that in europe anyways oh did you get bitten in europe no just like all the bites that were all over my body while we were in europe i forgot an entire nest fell on you maybe i should have done that yeah oh that you were really itchy too yeah i still have scars on my body (gasps) no oh my god i'm so sorry it's okay they're quite a story though yes so if you haven't guessed today's question is uh what is wax play which is a form of sensation play like if, if you were to put it in like kingdom phylum class species all that stuff it would be sensation play it'd be kink at the top and then it would be sensation play as the next tier and then under sensation play you would have temperature play and then i feel like wax play would be a subset of temperature play Mm -hmm. Uh, it's also obviously a texture it's not just heat but i think i think that would be how i would categorize it i want to make some categories because i really like some categories there's temperate and there's overlap with these categories by the way it's a very funky venn diagram you got temperature play you've got sensation play and then you've got chemical play and there's overlap in each of these categories where temperature play is literally playing with like hot and cold uh sensation play um hot and cold is a sensation um but sensation can also be like pertaining to wax the wax coming off the skin, the wax pulling off hairs potentially, mm-hmm. the wax dripping down the body and then solidifying. Mm-hmm. Those are all sensations. And then there's chemical play, which when we're talking about wax play, very different. But like pertaining to temperature play, you might think of like anbezel or capsaicin cream or icy hot lube. Those all cause different hot or cold sensations, um, but they're chemical Based, and they're not actually at temperature it is a chemical reaction happening on the skin so i just wanted to like make that little bit of differentiation because those often get a little bit mixed up and like there's overlay with all of those different categories but i think it's really important to differentiate that a little bit yeah i think that's especially because they come with different concerns right like if i were to be like oh i'm really into temperature play and someone were to take that as like oh, okay, he wants me to use, like, icy hot lube. And then I over here would be like, do not put those chemicals in or around my body. Also, I don't know how my body would react to those chemicals. However, I know how my body reacts to ice cubes. I know how my body reacts to wax. And, like, those are, I think that differentiation is important, not only for, like, personal preference and clear communication, but for safety. You're going to have completely different safety tools if you're playing with literal wax and literal fire as opposed to chemical fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the chemical sensation that creates heat. Because like you said, it's not actual heat. 
it's you know a, a reaction happening on the nerve level yes and a bunch of the sources that i was looking at while i was trying to acquire information for this um episode so many of them talk about yeah wax play is how i started to stumble into kink this is one of the earliest things that like people would experiment with and mm-hmm. i i think we might have talked about this in one of our earlier you know how did you get into kink episodes where it's just like you see candle wax because you know people have candles in their homes and there's something in the back of your brain that's just like i'm not supposed to touch that but i want to touch it and nor for some people you touch a hot stove and then you never touch it again and for other people you dip your fingers in wax and you're like this is fun uh then you start dipping other things in wax or pouring wax on things or dripping wax on things yeah exactly yeah and it's one of the more accessible kinks in the sense that like you can't just like buy a flogger but i can go into like a home goods a tj maxx a target or my local grocery store and find a candle section and they are just everywhere. I do want to caveat that with uh, sliding into our safety section because... Yes, I'm not saying those are... So sorry, I'm not saying that that is like a good place to buy candles for wax play. I'm just saying it is the most accessible of tools. Definitely. And I think that's something where like you can probably find decent wax play candles in those places. You just have to really, really look at the ingredients and be very careful with how you play with them. Because wax play, while it is a like, oh, this is how I stumbled into kink. This is how I began my journey in sensation play. While it feels like a starting place, it is definitely a kink that has a lot of risk to it. You are very literally playing with something that can cause serious harm. Uh, you're very literally playing with fire. Um, so it's very much something that, like, I really wanted to emphasize the the safety aspect, especially because when I was beginning, like, exploring different types of candles to buy, I, I didn't really know this. Uh, and I didn't end up buying anything dangerous for myself, fortunately. But different types of wax have different melt points. They will burn at different temperatures. Um, the lowest example I could find was coconut wax or coconut oil that is put into a wax. Um, and that's going to burn, actually, what I was saying earlier with how hot it is in California today, that will burn, uh, that will melt, rather, not burn, that will melt at 75 degrees to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And thank you, Iris, for putting the Celsius in there, because we do have a lot of listeners that are Celsius users. Uh, so that's going to be 23 to 38 degrees Celsius. So that's just like a warm day. Your candles will melt if you leave them outside and they are made of coconut. They will also, like, that's what a lot of, like, body melts are made out of as well. Mm -hmm. And so for, like, when you have, like, those body massage bars, that's usually coconut-based because it melts at body temperature when you have it against your skin. And that was actually something the candles I ended up buying, which are really cute, I like them. They're actually in little teacups, which I quite like. Uh, I look forward to when I finally use them, getting to use the teacups. But I don't use them very often because I found out that I do not like the sensation of coconut oil on me. And I think what something I enjoy about wax play is what Iris is alluding to earlier, the kind of like peeling off of it or the scraping off sensation. I enjoy that almost as much as I enjoy the actual like mild burn sensation. And because coconut oil basically will melt at human body temperature, it just melted off of my body and I was just kind of covered in oil after playing with this wax candle by myself. And it was, for me, a texture nightmare. It wouldn't come off when I tried to shower it off. It just was there. And I was just kind of slimy. And that's uh, not for me, personally. I'm not a slime boy. That's not not my monster girl type. Um, but for some people, that might be really exciting, especially if you incorporate it with like an erotic massage 
or anything in that variety, like I was just saying, it's like in body melts and things like that. And it's also, I think, fairly easy to find now, like coconut oil and coconut wax are kind of everywhere. And they're very eco-friendly, which is nice. Something that is really cheap but not very eco-friendly is paraffin wax. Uh, so this burns a little bit hotter. That's going to be like 122 to 158 Fahrenheit. That's 50 to 79 degrees Celsius. They're not eco-friendly, which is what's unfortunate about them. They're made with like kind of crude oil. Uh, they gained a lot of popularity because they're very cheap to make. They're also not all the time, but often what you're going to find in commercial grade candles. So they are going to burn a little hotter, which is something a lot of people want to avoid. It's definitely not what I would recommend for beginners by any stretch of the imagination. Also for context, I grabbed this from uh, the Mayo Clinic as well as a source just called reference.com. But a first degree burn happens at 118 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. So the temperature at which paraffin wax burns will give you a first degree burn if you get it directly on your skin. Now there are ways that you can play with these higher burning waxes safely and ideally even with the lower temperature burning waxes you'd want to use them in a safe manner mm -hmm. but things are going to spill and admittedly a first degree burn is not you don't have to rush to the hospital usually you just need to treat it with like room temperature water but that's going to be like mild redness to the skin in that range at which paraffin wax burns that you want to be mindful of is also second degree burns second degree burns happen at 130 degrees fahrenheit so 130 degrees fahrenheit is 54 degrees celsius and when something that is 54 degrees celsius gets on your skin it can give you a second degree burn that is where you're going to see blisters that is where you're going to see scarring and at a little bit higher temperature the skin loses its ability to feel pain receptors and this is something we talked about previously when we actually talked about chemical components in lubricants mm -hmm. this body's ability to feel pain is very important now admittedly for us masochists pain is all part of the process but you know for people that aren't really here for the pain specifically the idea of like oh if i'm not in pain that's great wrong pain is your body's way of telling you that something is wrong yes. pain is your body's way of saying be careful it's it's a red flag or perhaps an orange flag if you're a masochist mm -hmm. but Pain is really important and you need to be able to, as a masochist, I can sense the line of this pain is okay, this pain is okay, this pain is okay, this pain is not okay. Like sort of the difference between stubbing your toe and breaking a bone, there's different flavors to pain. And if you lose your ability to feel pain, then you can't play safely. So when you're dealing with temperatures that are that high, you're you're putting yourself at incredible risk um and uh, much higher than that at 162 degrees fahrenheit which is 72 degrees celsius human tissue is destroyed you you destroy human tissue that's incredibly concerning so sorry for the the medical horror that we just went down but in the range of almost all of the rest of the waxes we're going to talk about with the exception of the coconut wax any wax you use could potentially cause serious harm uh, and that's something I think anyone who's playing with anything that can cause harm should be aware of. But yeah, I would probably lean away from paraffin wax personally. It definitely smells better than some of the other options and it's more commercially available. So it will be the kind of things you're usually going to find in your home goods. So it's not not an option, but it's definitely something you want to be mindful of when you're playing with it. And similarly, soy wax, which is my personal preference, that does burn from uh, 120 to 180 Fahrenheit, which is... Uh, 49 to 82 centigrade. Uh, so that's actually a very similar range to paraffin wax. You'll actually see a lot of soy paraffin blends. The difference I would say between soy and paraffin is that soy will cool much faster. So that burning sensation will ease up a lot faster. 
It's also uh, non-toxic compared to paraffin wax. It's a lot cheaper uh, and it's still very eco-friendly, but it doesn't smell as good. And obviously some people have soy allergies. Yeah, the fact that it cools quickly kind of ties in with the like main safety advice when it comes to wax play, which is you want to hold the wax vessel at least 18 inches from the body. Like you want to hold it kind of higher up so that as the wax falls, it, obviously you're going to like lose a little bit of control as to where it lands, but it will cool as it falls. So that will be a lot safer. And as you practice, as you get more experienced, you can obviously modify that a little bit, but that if anyone's starting out, that's what I would recommend. Right. And there's different ways to like um, control the wax beyond just like the distance. So like I previously used like wax that I bought and like basically brick form and I put it in a crock pot and I had like a little heat gun so I could know exactly the temperature that I was using on a person. Oh, that's cool. And I would literally ladle it on them. But part of when you're applying wax to a human body, you want to be really cognizant of like where it's hitting because you want it mm -hmm. to not pull in a place. So I think of like somebody lying on their stomach and having their back exposed. You've got the little like arch of the back Wax can pool there over time, and that could really burn somebody if there's a lot of wax in that area. So you want to be not necessarily aiming for that little spot in the back. You want to be getting the shoulders and having it roll off the body a little bit and have that sensation of like the it trickling down. You want it on potentially the rib cage and like having it roll off the side. Same with like legs. You don't want it to necessarily like pull in those areas, and that's where like. You also don't want it to roll into like between butt cheeks as well because it can mm -hmm. pull there and it can burn somebody between their butt cheeks. You want to take that into consideration as well. Definitely. Yeah, I would also, um, most of the Mayo Clinic style sites I was looking at cited like the groin and the butt and hands and feet as like the most concerning places to be burned. So obviously like everyone's dipped their hands in wax before mm -hmm. and I think pouring wax on various spots of the groin is definitely something that this kink includes. I would just say this is not, those are not beginner spots. Those are not places I would start with. I would definitely, like Iris was saying, start with the shoulders, near the ribs, the arms and the legs. Chest, great area Chest, as well. Yes, yeah. Um, for those who have more body hair than others and you're playing with wax play and you don't really want to like lose all your hair when it's being pulled off, I recommend putting some sort of lotion on your body ahead of time so that um, it'll peel off a little bit easier and you won't lose as much hair. So if anybody who's like really excited about like their chest hair, their back hair, their belly hair, their arm hair, their leg hair, I'm personally very proud of my leg hair. I'd be very sad if the wax took away my leg hair. I think that's a good note. Alternatively, if you're worried about like any pulling or pain sensation, I'm not really attached to my leg hair very much. I would say if I were to engage in wax play, which not an if, I think it's a when. Someday, I know this will happen for me. I've done a lot of wax play. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the slightest, given that you have a ladle and a heat gun. I love this. I mean, I also have a ton of multicolored wax, which I know we're going to get into because Ooh. I like making people look pretty. Yeah, I think wax play is something that's like really, I mean, there's a lot of kink that can be art form, but wax play is something that just because of the color you can get and the almost Jackson Pollock-like splatter, 
you can really have a lot of artistic fun with it, which I think is really neat. You mentioned Jackson Pollock, like splatter. I've also seen people like they have specific brushes and they'll paint the wax on people as well and literally make oh art God, on people. Where do I sign up? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I literally just pitched to a play partner recently. I'm like, hey, so like if you want to like draw on me or whatever, you totally could. Um, and now I'm just like, mm, wax brushes. That sounds wax amazing. brushes they're not real brushes they're like those little silicone things that you use to like scrape bowls. oh for like cooking yeah yeah that's smart because then you can reuse very, it very over smart. and over again yeah because wax would mess up like a like a hair-based paintbrush that would be a mess you that brush would only be used for wax moving forward which is fine yeah well and similar with the hair situation i very much would shave before Probably not immediately before, because I wouldn't want all those pores to be kind of, like, loose. But I would very much want to have shaved probably, like, 24 to 48 hours before engaging in wax play. Just because I do not want to relive the days where I experimented with Nair as a teenager. I don't mind temporarily losing some of my hair. I would rather just shave it and call it a day. Uh, But I, I think that's a very good point, that the removal of the wax is definitely part of the experience and you can play with it where it's just the pain of removing your hair or the kind of oil beforehand as like a massage of sorts there's a lot of things that you can do in the before and after of wax play as well Mm, yes i know that we were talking about temperature and we got a little bit of a side tangent i'm going to go back to temperature and talk about scents and color dyes yeah absolutely because that's really important so as I previously mentioned, like, yeah, a lot of people get into it because, like, you can literally buy a candle anywhere. Um, A lot of those are scented. A lot of those have fun colors. And you know what? I love some good fun colors, and I love some good scents. I've got a candle next to me right now that supposedly smells like leather and musk. It doesn't smell like leather. It's very disappointing. But it does smell like musk, and I'm here for it. In a good way. (laughs) Sorry, you saw, like, my whole nose scrunch up. Like No, your entire face just became... (laughs) Like it's a not little for reason. me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but those additives, when you add a color to waxes, when you add mm-hmm. a scent to waxes, that also increases its melting point. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You just want to be cognizant of it and you want to be really careful about that. So the colored wax that I was referencing that I have, that is actually like supposed to be colored and supposed to be used on human bodies because I bought it from a kink dealer and it is a soy-based wax um, where its melting point, they could tell me, was 125 Fahrenheit. Um, so I believe that's like 51 Celsius, 52 Celsius, which is like could still cause a first degree burn. But if I am playing with it from like a higher point and it's rolling off the body I know that it's going to be safer for that person especially when I negotiate with them like some of the risks behind this all of the dangers here are really things where it's just like you want to be aware of it and you want to be mindful of it and it's also the kind of framework where it's like as you start with something maybe you start with like a soy-based candle and there's no dyes and there's no scents and you're just practicing and every resource that I was looking at was like practice on yourself before you pour on someone else because then you know how it feels and obviously like your perception of the sensation will be different than their perception of the sensation but having an awareness of okay this is how quickly it cools from this height this is how it reacts you know when I do this or when I do that here's how it pools it's like any other kink tool you want to get a feel for it before you actually use it on someone yeah and then when you're testing it on yourself you can also see what kind of sensations you want to cause whether that is the wax being applied or the wax being taken off do you want to slowly peel it off with your finger do you want to use like um you can potentially use like the little plastic tool that i was talking about 
for like painting um Mm -hmm. little spatula to take it off or like a credit card or something there's lots of ways that you can take the wax off Mm -hmm. of the body if it's more of a coconut oil based wax that's going to be something that like you can literally just rub onto the body and then like towel somebody off and then they're like moisturized it's harder to take that off the skin unless you have a lot of soap um, yep, learn that the hard way. I'm so sorry, James. It's fine. I think my takeaway with it that was so frustrating was, like, it wasn't hot enough for the, like, sensation I wanted either. Like, it was nice. It was luxurious. But, like, I, I definitely wanted that, like, little nip of a burn. I like it when the wax solidifies around my body and, like, kind of mm. constricts it. That's the sensation yeah. that I really enjoy. And then I like it being peeled off ever so slowly. Yeah, Um, I think I I very much would enjoy the peeling off factor. Yes. Oh, one last type of wax that I did want to warn about. Beeswax burns incredibly hot. Like, the starting point for beeswax is 134 Fahrenheit, which is 62 Celsius. You're already in second-degree burn territory. That's basically a given. I would highly recommend avoiding beeswax. It's also very expensive, so there's more cost-efficient options. And like Iris was saying earlier, while you have access to your home goods, your, you know, Yankee Candle perhaps, I would maybe not start there. I would definitely, I know the companies that specialize in making kink wax play candles, it's going to cost more than what you find at Home Goods. But I would, I think I would recommend starting there because they're designed with this in mind. So you're just going to have a safer, easier time of it. But yeah, it's mostly just about like having awareness of what you're doing. That's, I mean, always what we're trying to cultivate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then like another safety precaution having room temperature water is really helpful. I wouldn't yes. recommend mixing like ice water because like that's going to be like really hot to really cold and that's going to not be good for the body Um, but room temperature water is recommended I make sure that I have like a decent supply of room temperature water that I can easily like splash on somebody if I need to but I also have a little spray bottle that I can spray somebody with if they just like need a nice little misting in the middle of it sometimes you just need a little bit of misting that I mean that almost feels like the difference not quite the same but the difference between calling like yellow and red in a scene like yellow is you gotta slow down and mist a little bit but like red is dump the water on me yeah maybe you just need to like mist somebody down a little bit slowly peel the wax off of them wow I have this brand new canvas that I'm gonna do like a little bit of massaging to and like re-lotion what's going on so they don't lose their hair if they don't want to and then we can try again if they're up for it like there's lots of options yeah i think oh i'm definitely going to incorporate that in future adventures i love that idea did you want to start the history section by the way well i was looking at this history section and i tried so hard to find examples of this as a kink being used in history because we have and iris pulled some really fantastic examples that you know hot wax has been used to torture people in history that was definitely a spanish inquisition technique that was definitely a like defending the castle you pour like boiling wax over the side to keep people away um this article you found about roman candles just like terrifies me i'm so sorry um Um, (laughs) yeah in case you were unaware roman emperor nero would have people like pour 
hot wax and hot oil on people and then burn them alive as a method of torture. And I'm not saying that has led to our wax play kinks today. I'm just saying that like, it's just another example of something in the kink community that technically is linked to a form of torture. Yeah, and that's, I think, a common theme we see, particularly in things of the pain play based space. And I think personally, I find there's like a beauty to taking something that was used for harm and just using it for consensual hurt. I think there's a power to that, but everyone's mileage is going to vary for sure. And I I guess I was just so frustrated because I'm usually able to find historical evidence for like, hey, here's when spanking was popular in like the 1600s in England. Like here's when this kink was popular in like this indigenous group like thousands of years ago. And I, I think it's frustrating because candles are something that has been around for literally 3,000 years we've been using like tallow candles which I believe is from like beef fat for thousands of thousands of years so we've had candles for a very long time there is no doubt in my mind that the back of the brain thought of hmm candle wax I probably shouldn't touch that I'm gonna touch it anyway I think that is a base human sensation I think a significant percentage of humans throughout history have had that thought and have touched wax before and I firmly believe that there is some human in 1000 BCE who did that and is like, I'm going to bring this into the bedroom. I believe that with my whole heart. I just couldn't find any proof of it. Also, if you're curious, tallow uh, wax burns at about 110 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's going to be just a little bit over 40 degrees centigrade. So it, I imagine, is fairly safe to play with. I just think it also is going to smell like beef. And maybe that's what you're into. But it's it might not be. I, mm, I don't know. I don't really think beef is all that sexy. It's delicious, but it's not, don't really want to have it on my body. I'm a little too vegetarian to give an opinion on that. Yeah, no, and I think that, you know what, that's an opinion in and of itself, actually. Um, But yeah, so it's just, I know, I know in my heart, there's some things where you're like, this is part of the human experience. Not for everyone, but for enough of humanity. That like, throughout the eons, humans have said, I'm going to dip my fingers in the candle wax. And then their brain went burr. But I could not find any articles about that. I just I just feel it in my heart. And I think that's okay. We can feel lots of things in our heart. <laughs> if you want to talk about your other, like, wax play experiences, since, like, you've got a whole little setup, which is exciting. Like, it's been a hot minute since I've used the crock pot, mostly because I don't want to throw the colored candles in there. Mm. Lately, when I'm playing with wax, it's more like I just want to, like, do fun colored splatter things on people. I'm probably going to paint somebody the next time I have somebody who volunteers for it. Or the next shindig I go to, where I'll just, like, bring candles and be like, open flames, fine, right? Which, normally it's not, but depending if you ask ahead of time, uh, people can accommodate you. Which is why I did the whole crock pot setup to begin with because it's like oh "Oh, if i'm going to a party bonus smart they don't want open flame which is super fair and reasonable i'll do a crock pot instead with my little ladle and my little heat gun i'll test it myself worked fine but at this point i'm usually using open flame candles and i will still occasionally pull out the heat gun but most of the time i don't necessarily need it because all of it is like body safe wax made by kink shops Mm -hmm. specifically agreeable agony at this point in time And I'm doing all the things that you're supposed to do to make sure that the other person's safe. Or as safe as they can be. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So, I don't really have an elaborate setup at this point in time. Oh, but the only other thing I want to throw out there. um, Wax on your sheets. Your sheets will permanently be stained. Either pick a pair of sheets that you're willing to sacrifice to wax. 
or oil or whatever you've got going on. <laughs> or you need to find yourself something like a different covering that is okay to get like waxes and oils on because otherwise it will stain. That is a very good note. Yeah, a drop cloth, a designated like activities towel. There's options. I stand by my waterproof blanket that I use for all my squirting nonsense. Um, it is dark brown on one side and light brown on the other. And the dark brown side, you can't really tell that there's ever been wax because it's already dark brown. Smart. That's a good strategy. And yeah, I mean, if it's waterproof, you can probably not have too much trouble peeling the wax off. It hasn't been hard at all. It's got like a fleecy texture to it as well. It's by Mombay. They also don't sponsor us, but maybe one day they're... Could you imagine if we had sponsors? That's so oh funny. Oh my god, that'd be so fancy. No, Mambe is like an animal blanket brand. Where I was just like, oh. ah, waterproof <laughs> blankets for your sofa. I wonder if that'll help. It's been great. Highly recommend Yay. it. Oh. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. As we talk about our favorite things, got a kinky question? Send us your queries at kinkyqueries at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and FetLife at kinkyqueries. Or check out our website at kinkyqueries.com. We will have our next episode out for you soon. We've got all the social medias now. It's we have so many social medias. And people like follow <laughs> us and interact with us. It's great. Keep it up, y'all. Yeah.